Praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord is good this morning, is it not? And it's just, you know, there is a presence of God in this in this church house this morning. Amen. People were set free. Amen. In the first service. Amen. And I'm believing for people to be set free. Amen. In this service as well. Because as I say that there he is, and Bible say, or and it says it, it's declared, and I even sung the song this morning. You know that where where the spirit is, there's liberty. Amen. And 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 I can't help but to be challenged a little bit this morning in that the spirit of the Lord is here. So there's a spirit of liberation, but there's also a bondage in this service this morning. Amen. There is, you know, it, it's something I think there may be fewer here, but you can feel a greater bondage just in this service this morning compared to the earlier service. Amen. I'm not trying to fault anybody. I believe some people have got wet. Brother Rafe, but I believe there's still some deeper releases to be done for those that are here right now. Amen, because it is Independence Day. <laughs> Amen, and we do celebrate this. And, and you know, I'm going to repeat a lot of things I'd said earlier, but, you know, I'm not one to be, you know, generally preach off of uh, topics in the world. And a lot of times through preaching and pastoring, I've never... Well, just because it's Christmas don't mean i got to preach a Christmas message. I'm preaching in June just like I can December. You know, it's just the way as the Lord leads me, that's what I'm going to do. And just because it's Father's Day don't mean fathers don't need to be got on to in October and it don't have to be preached Father's Day, you know. That's just the way it is. Don't get me wrong, it's good. Because, boy, you know, our Father's Day's message was, whew, <laughs> amen, tough this year, amen, but it was needed. And, you know, but it is Independence Day and this is in the way the Lord has led me. And to, to think about and honor Independence Day and, and what it means in this country, you know. And, you know, we can't ever think that God ain't got a big plan. Amen. You know, this country, you know, people talk about it being a Christian nation. And I, I just want to be honest, there's no such thing as a Christian nation. There's a people that follow God. Amen. But, you know, as far as a nation, amen, it's built up on laws and run by men and regulated men like every other country in the world. We've just had the blessing of having people that were Christians establish some of the early things, but it can be turned away. That belongs to God, can't be moved, amen? The, that is founded by God, you know, amen, can't be moved, amen? If we're going to maintain a nation that's founded on Christian principles, then Christians are going to have to be louder, amen, than they are right now, amen? We're going to have to be louder than we are right now to keep those established because we're a fool if we look out there and see Anything other than this nation, amen, praise the Lord, being eroded in its values and Christian thinking and all these other things, amen, praise the Lord, but amen, it's planted by God, and you know, this is something I just, you know, thought I wasn't planning on using this, but just that, you know, even the founding of this country, the Revolutionary War, it was funded by a Jewish man, now, a lot of people I may not know that, and I was like, there's no way a man funded the Revolutionary War against uh, England, an empire. But if you go back in history, it was funded by a Jew, amen, paid for the American Revolution, amen. God's got a way of intervening and making a place, amen, for people, amen, amen. But right now it's, amen, based upon, amen, spiritual, amen, and it's based on warfare, amen, and altars, amen. And, uh, but, but going back to this being the Declaration of Independence, amen, is what we celebrate. And it was a day that our forefathers, those of this country, uh, stood up and they said, you know, we have been in bondage to an evil king, being the king of England. Amen. How many of y'all ever been in bondage to an evil king? 
Amen. I'm not talking about your governor. I'm not talking about, hey, we got a great governor in Florida. Amen. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, but uh, I ain't talking about governors and presidents and nothing like that. Amen. I'm talking about an evil king. Amen. One that's had rule in your life. One that's had influence in your home, influence over your children, influence over your decisions. Amen. We've had that evil king. Amen. In our life. And somewhere in there, uh, the people that were in the colonies made a determination. We're not going, amen, to be under rule anymore. And they made a declaration, and it changed on July the 4th, 17, amen, 76, amen. But what mattered was July the 5th, because them making a statement, them speaking something, it didn't have power, amen, until men went out there and shed blood on a field. It didn't have power until men went out there on July the 5th, amen, and put the things that had been spoken into action. Amen. And when that evil king come over and said, oh no, we're not going to accept that. We're going to send our military over. We're going to destroy you. We're going to take this country back. It took men getting on the battlefield, amen, and taking up a fight. Amen. I tell you tonight, just because we declare something in this church, amen, if we don't spill it out, amen, into amen, the community, if we don't spill it out, amen, into society, if we don't pour it out of this church house, it ain't got nothing, amen, to say, in, uh, to, to be declared. We can say whatever we want to in the pulpit. We can say what we want to in the altars. We can amen and we can sing the songs, amen, but unless that gets manifest, amen, and makes its way out the door, amen, it's a false narrative all the way, amen. It has no power. It has no impact, amen. I want to, as I was coming to church this morning, Amen, you know, the Lord dealing, you know, and sometimes, man, uh, I'll just tell you in preaching, it feels like he jerks you a hundred different ways trying to preach, and I'm just like, or sometimes I'm like, I don't know if the Lord likes me. <laughs> I mean, why you got to make it so hard for me to preach this morning, Lord? But, amen, but God's good, he's so gracious, and he always shows up, amen. But on the way, I was like, you know, even in the Declaration of Independence, I read a statement you know, from Frederick Douglass where he said, you know, what does independence mean to a slave? And he was a slave back during the days of slavery. And you can understand how that freedom that people celebrate, people spoke of, didn't really resonate with him. And this morning I'm like, when we come into a church house, and I said this earlier, I don't have to be a prophet. There's people in bondage in here. And spiritually you can feel some depths of bondage for people sitting in the church house this morning. People that will raise their hand and say, I love the Lord. And people that raise their hand and say, Jesus is good to me. But there's a bondage attached inside of them. Amen, praise the Lord, where the thoughts of freedom doesn't resonate as deeply with them. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I, I this morning I just thought, Lord, this is Independence Day. <laughs> and I want somebody to be free this morning. It's not about the singing and it's not about me preaching. It's about people being free because the saddest thing to me is that, amen, somebody walk out of this church house this morning and not be liberated in the Holy Ghost, amen. It's a wonderful thing to be in this country and I'm thankful for it. As I said, you know, it's sad that this morning there are people throughout this world that they put their lives at risk to go to church. They, they put themselves in danger of being locked away for the rest of their life, separated from their families, just to be in fellowship with the brethren. As, as Sister Carly said, you know, it is a beautiful thing to be able to fellowship with one another. And it's sad that we sit here in America where it's so free 
and the attitude of today's American is that they don't need to be in church, that they don't need to be, amen, exhorting one another, that they don't need to be, amen, helping one another. Amen. God said, I need those things. Amen. I don't doubt God. I need those things. And I'm not going to be so arrogant to think I can go home and do my thing and be good and be able to. I need, I need you. I need everybody in this church. We need one another. Amen. That's the way this was all built out. Amen. Because we're flesh and we're human. Amen. And we need to encourage one another. Amen. And it's sad to think that people take that for granted. So I'm thankful for what we live in in the world. Amen. The country that I've been born and raised in. Amen. But a lot of those freedoms also come. Amen. Praise the Lord of prices. And Amen, I've grew up, amen, as we live in this church. Amen, you know, these things can be stripped away from us, amen, by the hand of God. It's not up to politicians. It's not up to, amen, governments. Amen, God. Amen, praise the Lord, holds these blessings. Amen, in our hand. I'm so thankful to be where we're at. But, amen, so many times, amen, praise the Lord, if we're not careful, we put off a false narrative. I'm going to be reading this morning. I'm going to begin, amen, and we're going to see how this goes because, I'll be honest, this morning somebody said, well, you going to preach the same thing again? I said, I don't know. I really didn't know I was going to preach that this morning. So <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing a little bit. I am teasing. So anyway, but we're going to obey God. Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 46. And the Bible said, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and hear my saying and doeth them, I will show you to them he is like, whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and digged a deep and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, again which the stream did beat vehemently. And immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Amen. Praise the Lord. Y'all may be seated. Amen. But go back to verse 46. And the Bible says, And why do you call me Lord, Lord? Amen. I said, you know, at the Declaration of Independence, when they gathered on July the 4th and they made a declaration, it doesn't matter what they said. It doesn't matter what the Declaration of Independence said. It didn't matter how many of them come into agreement unless somebody was willing to go out and make a stand, amen, based upon the things that they declared. Here in this little bit of scripture here, the Lord is saying, why, amen, do you say, Lord, Lord? Amen, praise the Lord. I got a question, amen, so many tonight. Amen, that we're living in a place where many are declaring, Lord, Lord. Amen, and when you say, Lord, Lord, you're making some kind of declaration, amen, in your life. You're making an acknowledgement that there is a God, amen, that there is a Savior. You're making an acknowledgement because when you call Jesus Lord, see, you can't, you know, the, the Muslims like to say, oh, well, he was a great prophet. Well, if he is a prophet, he is a liar, amen, he had to be the Son of God because that's who he said, amen, that he was. He come, amen, to save. He come, amen, to deliver. Nobody mistake, I know Jesus is right. Amen, I'm saying what they say. Amen, praise the Lord. But when we say, Lord, Lord, we're declaring that he is the creator. We're declaring that he is the savior. Hey, we're declaring that he's a deliverer. Amen, so when we make that, we've made some kind of acknowledgement in, my, in our life. Amen, the father said, you know what? We declaring we'll no longer live under the servitude, amen, of another king. When we began to declare, Lord, Lord, we're saying we're no longer going to be in bondage, amen, to the things, amen, of this world. We're acknowledging that he has power. 
We acknowledge that he has authority, amen, and acknowledging that he has promises that apply to us. But so many times we hear people say, Lord, Lord, even in the churches, even the Christians, and we don't see the power, we don't see the authority, we don't see deliverance, we see them in bondage, we see them without joy, they walk in without victory, yet they're still saying, Lord, Lord. He said, well, how dare you call me Lord, Lord, yet not do the things that I say. See, because it's okay to come into the church house, amen, and try to say, Lord, Lord. Amen, we have been trained and been taught. Amen, and y'all forgive me if I, I get in a little bit of trouble here because sometimes I have trouble when I go places. Amen, because I believe he's Lord. And I believe if I'm going to call on Lord and I'm going to act in the name of the Lord, I'm going to treat him as he's the Lord. I, I've talked about, you know, y'all forgive me if I talk, get this hurt somebody, but I talk about, you know, I've been to baccalaureate services. And the whole purpose of it, you know, is to speak to them. And I'm glad they get to hear some, but a lot of times when they get up and they sing their songs, it's nothing more than a recital. There's no worship in it. It's just words being spoken out of the lips. They might as well be singing whatever else you want to insert in there for them to sing. Because it's not about God, it's about a presentation. It's about a look. It's about appearing a certain way. Amen, and sometimes that's what we make ourselves when we come, amen, into the church house. We come in here and we're bound up, and we come in here and we don't have authority. We come in here and we've got battles and we're all messed up, but we just say, Lord, Lord, God is good. See, we've all been guilty of this. See, you know, making a declaration. I mean, I, I'm, I'll be honest. See, I'll just pour myself out. That way you know, hey, well, I ain't the only one that's felt like that. <laughs> you know, there's been times you come to church and we'll say, man, I'm just glad to be here. Has anybody ever said that and not really been glad to be here? Yeah, well. <laughs> Has anybody come to church and say, God is good, but, boy, it really feels hard to say it. You know what you're saying, Lord, Lord, but your heart ain't with him. Amen, we put on these false pretenses. We're making a declaration, but we ain't walking in the victory of that declaration. Amen, see, you know, this word that we have is power. Man, you see people out there and they're so united in the Constitution and so united in the government and they ain't taking my rights and they ain't taking this. Boy, I wish we could get that fired up about the devil. Amen, we get fired up about what they take. I'll tell you what, I mean, I'm not being whatever. At the end of the day, people don't take anything I say. I love America, but the Constitution at the end of the day is a Babylonian God. Amen, it doesn't have any power. It's just a piece of paper written by dead man. But this was written by a living God. Amen, this has authority. This, amen, has power. See, one day that Constitution, amen, it's not going to have any effect. One day it's not going to stand. One day it's going to fall to the wayside. But what I've been delivered by, amen, praise the Lord, it's going to stand. See, because I tell you, there are people out there in this world, Brother Jason, they got up this morning. See, I didn't fight no Goliath to come to church. I didn't have to amen fight hell. All I had to do was get up, go out there and get in my truck and drive down this rough road, <laughs> amen, praise the Lord, to get here. That's the worst thing I had was potholes, amen, the face to get here this morning. Amen, but there's some, they fought, amen, under death. They fought, amen, against, amen, prison. They all separated from their families because of the gospel. And they know greater freedom than people sitting in the church houses in America today. 
Amen. Because we are bound up. Amen. You know, we, we listen, Brother Rafe done such an awesome job. Amen. In the men's message of the night. Amen. And I think about how many times we go home and we fret and we worry about. <laughs> I do it. Paying my light bill. When there's a lot of people that don't even know what an air conditioner is. Man, we get stressed out about these things. Amen is the word. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm working to keep my light bill on because, amen, Brother Michael likes some air conditioning. And I like driving to work, not walking this morning. Amen. <laughs> but we get all stressed out on these things and we don't even know what liberty is. Amen, because we say, Lord, Lord, amen, but don't let him have rule, amen, over our life. Amen, we don't lock, amen, praise the Lord, in obedience. Amen, but instead we let the devil push us and shove us around. You know why this is in the place and the condition it is in? Amen, because we have allowed the, the strong man, amen, to be bound up. The Bible says, amen, how's a man going to take, amen, praise the Lord, and steal from a house unless he first, I ain't got this quite just exactly right, but unless he first bind up the strong man. I mean, see, I want you to know this country ain't made strength by our military. It ain't made strength, amen, praise the Lord, by who's in president and who ain't in president. It ain't, none of those things matter. All that's in God's hands. I mean, he's delivering. It don't matter if you're in Muslim countries. He's delivering, amen, where people's calling out in the name of Jesus. Amen, none of those things matter. It's built, amen, praise the Lord, on the saving grace. It's built, amen, praise the Lord, on the gospel. Freedom, amen, is found, amen, in the word, amen, praise the Lord of the Lord. But we forget, amen, where these things come from. We forget, amen, how he's delivered us. We allow that strong man to be built up, but to be breaking down. And over the course of time, amen, we allow him to come in and steal because, you know, when I, I grew up going to church, amen, I can remember when people were free. And I can remember what it was like, amen. I remember how things, and I'm thankful to be in a church where you see God moving, Hallelujah. Amen, but there's more freedoms to be found and there's more liberties to be known and there's more, amen, deliverances to be done. Amen, praise the Lord. We don't need to get to a place where we get where we're a place where we're comfortable. Ain't that the American way? Whenever we get comfortable, we quit working as hard. Whenever we get comfortable, we quit pressing through. Whenever we get our needs met, we quit, amen, fighting the fight. Amen, see, we are in a war. Amen, the Bible says, amen, that the devil, amen, once he was cast out, amen, he has made war, amen, with the remnant. Amen, but unfortunately, we have got so comfortable in the condition that we're in we don't even recognize that we are in a war we have the devil attacking us on every side we have him amen coming after our children amen boy we boy, we get out here by the government and we get out here by the constitution amen if somebody if you called me and said somebody is coming to my house to harm one of my children I wouldn't just go home with my guns I'd call you and see if you'd bring yours too hey if I got somebody to come help me if I got somebody to come protect my children I wouldn't say you want to go no you can't go eat Lewis you got to come help me you ain't got time but the devil's taking our children and we're worried about when the fireworks are going to go off. We're worried about when we can get, amen, something else to eat. When's going to be the next gathering? When's going to be this? We need to get our minds on the fact, amen, that the devil is stealing because the strong man is bound up. The strong man ain't the government. It's the church. It's the church that's bound. It's the church, amen, that's in defect. It's the church, amen, that's been held back. That's who he's attacking because we won't allow God to move. Amen. Jesus hasn't lost his strength. Amen. But every time that he tries to speak, how many of y'all is guilty of this? Not right now, Lord. It ain't convenient. Amen. 
you're letting sin come in. Because when you lose that dependency on him, you push away that prayer life. Because what's a little, what if I miss prayer today? I can get it tomorrow. Don't you know, tomorrow's the greatest lie Satan. He'll let you do anything tomorrow. He'll let you do anything tomorrow. You can lead revival tomorrow. You can repent tomorrow. And if he can get you to buy that lie today, guess what he's got for you tomorrow? Tomorrow again. And he's going to keep getting them. You let it buy. Well, it's okay if I don't read the Bible today like I need it to. You know, and when you take away that God, sin feels a little bit more comfortable. Amen. You know, why is it that one day I can go in here and can, amen, praise the Lord, that detests me, I can't stand it. Well, it don't seem that bad. You know why? You let your prayer and your Bible get away from you. Amen. See, we're in a place, amen, you know, I've said one of the fallings of the United States, and I believe everything we see in society is reflective of the disease and the sicknesses that are in the church. Amen. This country has lost, amen, its stomach for war. It's lost its fight. It's lost its fire. There's a reason, amen, that we don't take stands anymore and we want to be tolerant of everything. Everybody just hear what I just said? There's a reason this country doesn't want to fight anything anymore and wants to be tolerant of everything because we're in churches with preachers and pastors and Christians, amen, that don't want to be upsetting anybody, don't want to make anybody mad, and they become tolerant of everything. Amen. And what is happening the whole time, the strength is being bound up. Amen. Because we don't have fire anymore. We don't have fight anymore. We don't have victory. Why ain't that got victory? You quit fighting. You put it to the side. Amen. Not only do we not have the stomach for war, we ain't got a stomach for scripture. We ain't got a stomach for holiness. We don't have a stomach for doctrine. We don't have a stomach for correction. We don't have stomach, amen, for instruction. And all those things I just listed, the Bible says, are profitable. Now, we wonder why people today go out there and try to tell somebody about Give them instruction. Try to correct somebody. How dare you judge me? How dare you act like that to me? That's because that comes out of the church. That preacher better not talk to me that way. He better not tell me I need to live according to the scripture. He's religious. I want you to understand, I come from religion. I come from religion. I was raised in hardcore religion. Amen, that ain't what I'm talking about. But we've got to a place where we use it for a crutch. Well, if I don't want to do that, I'll just call them religious and I'll do what I want to do. You got a wicked heart is not of you. It needs to be rooted out. It needs to be brought out. Amen, all you're doing is, I don't want to hear what Jesus has got to say. Shut up, Jesus. I mean, that may sound vile, but we're guilty of it. I ain't got time for you right now. I'm on my way to hell. I ain't got time for you right now. I'd rather let my kids act like they want to. I'd rather Satan have his rule. I'd rather Satan have his heyday. I'd rather do a freedom my way instead of your way. Amen. I reject, amen, what you got to say. We're binding him up. And then we come to church and wonder why we got victory. It wasn't somebody else that bound him up. It was you. Amen. I read over there in the book of 1 Samuel, whenever David and we read about Goliath. Everybody knows the story of Goliath, but something happened before that. The Philistines were in Judah. 
Now, Judah is God's promised land. It's a part of God's promised land. You know, and sometimes as Christians, we get in trouble because we fight fights we shouldn't fight. I mean, you never seen where God told the Israelites, go expand your boundaries. He didn't tell them to go next door and take victory over the Moabites. Or he didn't, he, now there was times he told them to go cast judgment, but he never told them to go outside of their promise and outside of their provision. Amen. And a lot of times Christians get in trouble. Some politics is one of the biggest things that get in trouble. They start trying to get worried about things, amen, and battles they shouldn't need to be fighting. You're never going to win this battle in an election booth. You're never going to win with who's in the presidency. You're never going to win it in government. None of those things are ever going to matter, and the Bible tells you that. Amen. My dad taught me, he said, you can't never legislate morality. I don't care how many rules and laws you pass, you ain't going to make people act right. I remember so many years they wanted to do the gambling thing up in Dothan. I said, I don't care if they do or not. I'm not going. I don't need the legal law to tell me it's wrong. I ain't going. And people that's going to gamble, Jason, they're going to gamble. People that's going to do evil, they're going to do evil. Amen. And unless God's spirit, now that don't mean I'm saying go pass it. Hey, I'm glad they didn't. But what I'm saying is, amen, praise the Lord, unless people, God moves, amen, upon a man's heart, he is going to seek out, amen, and do that that is wicked. That's the reason it was destroyed in the beginning. That's the reason that we had the flood. And that's the reason when he comes back, amen, it's going to be the same thing. Because that's the way man's heart is. We seek out that that is wicked. That's why we got to take that scripture and hold it close. I can't afford to put Jesus in the background. I can't afford him to go be in the closet somewhere because it's not convenient for me today. I need him speaking on my behalf. I need him fighting on my behalf. I need him delivering, amen, praise the Lord on my behalf because he's the only, amen, hope that I got. Amen. So these children, these Philistines were in Judah. They were in God's promises. And so many times the reason we're in the battles we're in, it's not God. It's not some trial or tribulation or Satan. It's because whenever they cross the border of Judah, okay, so they got a heal. We'll let them have that. And then they cross a second hill. I don't know how far they were into Judah. They didn't belong in any of it. They had no business anywhere on the God's land. Well, we'll cross another hill. And after a while, next thing you know, they got a giant out there in their face poking in his finger in their face. Has any of you ever been any of y'all? Have you ever been in a place where every day I get up, man, I love the Lord and I believe in his promises, but it's, oh, you sister Cindy, because she won't be offended, but it's dad, 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 dad. The devil's in your face. See, the Bible says over in the book of Revelation, he come and he's made war with the remnant. Amen. And he knows his time is short. While he's fighting a war, we're asleep. I read something a pastor wrote the other day. He said the church don't need to be woke. It needs to be awake because we're asleep. We got Satan in a war rocking us to sleep. A lot of times we go to sleep. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'll say this wouldn't be the same thing. It'll be a little different. Amen. A lot of times he uses religion to put us to sleep. Oh, I'm good. Don't you see me? I'm up here on the front row. Amen. Amen, preacher. Being put to sleep because when we walk back out the door, we ain't got no fight. We ain't got no fire. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, I read my, I read my little devotional written by blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you, I ain't, I ain't, it ain't for me to speak against devotionals or writers of devotionals or all that stuff. But you better read that Word of God. Amen. You better read, amen, the Scripture. And I'm talking about real, real, real Word of God. Amen. You need to get an amen what thus saith the Lord because, see, you know how we get bound up is whenever he can take. See, what matters is the Bible. What matters is the Word of God. He don't care if you come up here running and scream and shout. I can take you to a bunch of, I say, I mean, we can go on YouTube and find a bunch of churches that are running and screaming and shouting and ain't got no God in them whatsoever. Hey, he don't care if you shout. He don't care if you hear every, he don't care if you pay your tithes. He don't care if you hallelujah. He don't care if you amen. But boy, if you break out this sword, he's going to start putting up a fight. Oh, that's when somebody's going to get critical, Brother Rafe. Somebody's going to get offended. Somebody's going to go calling somebody religious. Somebody's going to get mad. See, he don't care if you, but boy, if you put that word, because there ain't nothing replaces the word, amen, of God. There ain't nothing, amen, is more powerful. It is a two-edged sword. Amen, there's nothing more powerful, amen, in the scripture. And when churches have got, and it's so sad, and it's so pathetic, and it's all because they don't want correct, they don't want instruction they don't want doctrine amen they don't want these things in their life so if you don't want them things in your life the word of God is no good to you them things are necessary for righteousness but the word of God is no good to you if you don't want those things in your life but don't be mad when society don't want it either amen I need correction I need instruction I need it to break me down and tear me apart and rip me apart. I think it was Ryan and Leah had something wreck me. They got to post on to wreck me. I need it to wreck me and tear my life all side, upside down because Michael is vile. Michael is wicked. Michael, amen, he will lean towards wickedness if given opportunity. I have to hold on to God. I have to hold on to his ways. I have to hold on to his word or I'll be out there being the same sinful, filthy man that I was before because I have no choice. See, man can't walk in righteousness without the Holy Spirit. I'm going to add something else. Amen, praise the Lord. But see, Adam and Eve, people always knock Adam and Eve. I will tell you how powerful the Holy Ghost is. We knock Adam and Eve. They were born with no sin or created. They didn't have any sin imputed against them. They haven't done anything wrong. I mean, it's not like they had to get up with guilt. They had none of those things. But it was impossible that they could please God. Because to please God, we have to live in righteousness, which is a spirit of God. It is an attribute of God, which they did not have. They were just flesh. So even though they had never sinned, it didn't make them righteous. They did not have a spirit within them to do what God would have them to do. It was impossible so people sometimes get to a place, and I want to put this, I guess maybe this is for somebody this morning. Amen. They think that if they can get things right, who had it more right than Adam and Eve? Who had a better situation? Who had a better circumstance? Amen. But they failed because they could not have the spirit and the righteous spirit of God. Yet Paul, beaten, shipwrecked, Left for dead, cast out by his own family, hidden, stoned, you name it. He overcome 
The situation wasn't right in Paul's life, except for he had the Spirit of the Lord. So that made the situation okay. That made the situation bearable. I want you to understand something. I don't care what your situation is with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, all things are possible in your situation. Amen, praise the Lord, is very, very, very bearable. Amen, but a lot of times we have, amen, these afflictions, amen, come upon us, amen, because of what we, we've let the enemy, amen, come in and bind us up. So now then you got the children of Israel, amen, now then we've went from letting him have one heel to two heels to every day you got a giant in your life. Because <clears throat> I, I can speak of these things because I've, I've been there. You come to church and you just got a little thing going on. Oh, it's going to be okay. Praise the Lord, I'm carrying this myself. Amen. Anybody ever do that? Just carry that little thing by yourself? Amen. Next time you come to church, you got two things you're trying to carry by yourself. Amen. You worship, just don't feel as strong as it's supposed to. But I got it, I got it. I don't need, I don't need Ryan praying for me. I got it. <laughs> I can do it. And then it's a little bit more, and it's another hill, and another hill. Next thing, a lie's in your face when you show up in the church. And you don't want to be here, and you're mad. Because at first, it's just a little upset. Then you're angry, and then you're hurt. Then you're bitter. How's everybody walking around here free? And I'm over here in my mess. Amen? Amen. And so, next thing, Goliath's in your face. And he's calling you out. And I know what it's like too because, amen, here's the problem, amen, in today's churches is we're just like the children of Israel. Forty days, it says he come out. If you'll send a man out, I'll fight him. You know, and I know how the children of Israel were at night. They went back in there in them tents because I know how men are. Tomorrow, I'm taking that. Tomorrow, I'm getting my promises. Tomorrow, I'm taking down Goliath. Tomorrow, I'm going to marry the king's daughter. Wasn't that a promise? <laughs> tomorrow, I'm going to get some of that land that King Saul's got. Boy, tomorrow, the Goliath's days are numbered. They're done. Amen. Next day, cricket's chirping. Next night, we bow up again. Boy, <laughs> that Goliath better not come out there tomorrow running his mouth. I'm going to go there and give him a busted nose. I'm going to go there and take him down. I'm about tired of hearing it. Daylight comes. Amen, our power's gone. For somebody knocks them, it's just like the church. Well, come into the church house, sing victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus. Walk off the church porch and dead as a doornail. Dead, dead, dead. No power, no strength, no ability to overcome. And Goliath is poking us in the eye. I told you, I told you, I told you. Amen. You know why? Because we get our foundation off on the wrong place. Amen. See, I got a job out there where we have audits. And when we have those audits, amen, I have a high liability position, and I know they're coming to see me. I ain't trying to bag her, but nothing like that. It's just, it's just the way it is. And I can tell you, when they show up out there and they drop a sheet of paper and say, we're here to do an audit, every single thing in my department that's not what it's supposed to be is right here. I mean, it's like, yeah, last week I'm like, oh, we'll get to it next week. I'll take care of it. Is anybody, what I say about tomorrow? I'll do it another, I'll get it another, I got time, Chris. They show up, audit starts, right? Then, boy, I can remember what paper ain't signed. I can remember what I put off. 
I can remember what inspection needed to be done. I can remember, well, let me get down there. See, you know, I talked about Satan. He knows his time is short. We don't recognize that our time is short. See, I have that recognition then. I'm like, wait a minute, I better get down here and get these things fixed before the auditor gets down here. Amen. And it runs me crazy. Sister Cindy will tell you, there's times I come in and amen, amen, amen. She's like, we shut up about it. I'm tired of hearing about it, which I understand after about a week of it, she's tired of it. But, amen, God bless her. I love my wife. She is so awesome. Amen. But immediately, we know where our flaws is. And how many times do we get on the battlefield? And as soon as Satan attacks us, man, we're coming to church. Everything's good. I enjoyed the preaching. Maybe I didn't take it the way Brother Rafe talked about that I jumped in and I really applied it amen see I'm speaking to somebody here because there's some people got a little bit of freedom this morning and some I mean and I'm, I'm looking here and some did not get full freedom see because what we see is the cracks in our foundation remember I read about the foundation a while ago amen see it's a man that builds himself on a good foundation and the not so good foundation amen praise the Lord See, there's three things in this. He says, whosoever cometh, whosoever heareth, and whoever doeth. There's a lot of people profess the Lord. You can go on out there and you can find the biggest sinner in the world you want to. I mean, that's a little bit of exaggeration, but you can find you a big old sinner. As soon as he's in mind, what does he say? Pray for me. Put me on your prayer list. He ain't got no thought for God, no recognition of God, except for he don't realize he's making a declaration in his life. He's declaring that he knows God. He's declaring he knows he's a healer. He's declaring that he knows he can do something. He may not realize it when he's saying it, but when he says, will you pray for me, he's making that declaration that he knows there's a God and he heals. Amen? Why else would he be doing it? Oh, but he ain't going to change his lifestyle. He's not going to change the way he's living. Amen, I tell you, church, we come in here and we say, Lord, Lord, Lord. There is, there is power to that. There's accountability attached to that. Whosoever cometh, whosoever heareth. When he says hear, we're talking hearken. We're not talking about hearing. We're talking about hearken and receiving and then whosoever doeth. Amen, see, doing the will of the Father, amen, praise the Lord, take something. It's easy to come in here to church and profess all kinds of things, but it's a whole different thing to walk off that church porch and walk it out there because there's a battle out there and there's a war out there. Amen. And when we get faced with the enemy, we start looking at ourselves and like I talked about the audits, immediately I see all the things I've done wrong. Anybody been there? Man, the devil attacks my home. Oh my goodness. I ain't been doing this and I ain't been there and I knew I needed help and I needed God to lift me up. And you know why? The God's got power in my promise. It's because I let him have power. Amen, see, but God wants to come in and do a new thing in you. Amen, see, God don't do these things to knock us down. See, we're the church, and the church is made to liberate. The church is meant to set free. The church is meant to have power. Amen, but we can't go out there and set people free. Man, there's people out there that need it this morning. I mean, I got up this morning, and amen, made me a little something to eat, and got me a glass of water, and come to church, and it was so easy. I work in a prison. I've worked in it 30 years. I see how they act. And I know this. a lot of this is what they come from. 
on the streets. People got up this morning, the only thing on their mind is, you know, the next crack pipe, the next bit of meth they can get, the next bit of drugs, the next thing they can steal, the next hustle they can put off. Amen. You know, we got sex things going on all over the world and pornography and you got, you know, sex trafficking and all that. That's what people's got up this morning on their heart and on their mind. They're bound up and they need freedom. But if the church ain't free, how are we going to let them be free? Amen. We come into church and we sit in our captivity and we sit, amen, in our bondage. Amen. Whenever God is the answer. Amen. See, because we get up, amen, and as soon as we run out, amen, out there into the fight, as soon as we run into the battle, all we can do is see our weakness. Amen. How much I have failed. How much I have fallen short. And it makes me just want to whimper up. See, and that's what the devil has done for too long in the church. Amen. I'm like one of those guys in the tent, Brother Chris. Well, I'm going to take on Goliath as long as I can stay in my tent. Amen. I'm going to take on Goliath as long as I ain't got to go out there and actually, what? There's a giant out there. There's a war. Amen. And we don't want to be a part of that. Amen. But God's given me victory and power, but it's not in me. Because I got it this morning, man, and I was, I was challenged. You know, I don't mind saying there sometimes I, I get up and preach, and boy, it just seems like the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. Amen. And there's sometimes I get up and preach, and it's just, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Amen. This morning I got up, and I was like, oh, oh, Lord. I said, but I know at the end of the day, this is you. That's the foundation. Because as long as I look at me, I'm going to see faults. I'm going to see faults. See, I'm, I'm hoping I'm helping somebody. That all they can see this morning is their faults and it's put them in bondage. But when I look at me, I see shortcomings. Things I can do do better. But I'm thankful there's a God. He's digging in there. See, it's a good thing. I talked about it. I'll get wrapped up here in a minute. I mean, you know. You know, this morning was really struggle. Amen. I had to fight with me. Right now, I'm really enjoying. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm not going to talk, though. Amen. I mean, I'm not going to just talk. I'll only be there as long as the anointing's with it. Amen. But like, I left here the other day. Friday night, we left after the men's meeting, and I live north of here. I grew up right here. All my whole life is right here in this little gritney. And we left, and... Man, I got here to the bridge where they're doing this work. Man, I'm about to beat the bottom out of my vehicle. I'm like, man, I'm glad they get this done. Amen. See, but there's work having to be done on the underneath before they can do something on the top. They're about to repave this highway. Amen. See, and they've paved it before. Amen. And when they first paved it so many years ago, it looked good. But in time, as it's been traveled on and traveled on, some potholes have showed up. Some weakness in the soul. Amen. Some soul is holding up better than other soul. Amen. I got to go that way. <laughs> See, sometimes we take the parable of the souls and we're trying to say, well, this is the good soul and this is the rocky soul and this is the thorny soul. No, that all is in here. I got some good soul in me that the word sticks to. But I got some that's stony, Brother Thomas. And it takes a few going overs to soften it up, loosen it up, a little bit of tilling, a little bit of plowing, amen, because it's stony, amen, so God's working in this flesh. It's over here may be okay, but in here there's something's got stony and it needs to be plowed up, amen, that's within me, not nobody else. So this soil out here, they're, 
digging it up so whenever they get all the old tore out, they can lay down something new. Say to maybe somebody, I'm get ready to come play. Amen, praise the Lord that this morning you feel like, man, I've just been falling and I've been failing and there's cracks in my foundation. Maybe them cracks is just revealing weaknesses and it's revealing things that something God wants to take out so that he can replace it with something new. Because I'm telling you, it ain't been a couple months ago we pulled out of the driveway and I told Sister Cindy, I said, man, this, this driveway, this road is horrible. When are they going to do something with it? Praise the Lord. Here we are a few months later and they're about to pave it. Thank you, Jesus. God loves me. <laughs> Amen. And I'm going to get on that new highway with a better foundation. Amen. And I'm going to go home. <laughs> and I'm going to come to church. Amen. See, I want you to understand as God has come through, maybe you've been weary from the travel. Maybe a few miles is put on. And, amen. And as you've went along, it's revealed some weak places in your walk. Maybe it's taken your highway and it's broken it up. Amen. And it's taken, amen, and beat you down. And you look at yourself and you just say, I'm broken like that road. I'm broken and I need repair. Well, God's just digging out. Amen. Praise the Lord. Something in there that's impure. He's digging out something that's old so he can put, <coughs> excuse me, something new in its place. That's his purpose. So today, who says, Lord, Lord? So there's a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of freedom attached in that. Because one, amen, praise the Lord, we all been guilty of Lord, Lord, and then not falling to the things. I'm not saying that's okay. But when God reveals it, somebody had to go fix it. It's the Spirit of the Lord. Ain't you glad? Amen, he didn't throw it away. Amen. Ain't you glad he didn't say, boy, I'm tired of Chris. Because I know there's times for me, Brother Chris, I look at me and say, I'd be tired of me. I would be tired of me. Some of you may look at yourself this morning and say, man, God should be tired of me, and that's okay. Amen, praise the Lord. What he wants to do is put something new and fresh, stronger. Amen, I believe, you know, we get both sides of this bridge right now is tore up about 100 different places between here and the house. They've got dug up, and I'm like this, getting through there. But here eventually, boy, I'm going to get on there, and I'm going to be good ground on the underneath, good road I'm going to drive on. Amen, praise the Lord. I remember to thank God when they do it. Amen, I thank God for what he's done in me. Amen, you know, I've been in church 19 years, I think it is, something like that. Amen, that ain't no, I, don't put, I don't put no bragging on time. I promise you I don't. I rarely even speak about how long I've been in church because it means nothing. It means nothing. Amen, but it don't matter how long I'm in church, he's going to be digging something out. It don't matter how long I'm there, there's going to be things in me he's going to have to come in through there. Michael, <laughs> I told you because <laughs> I had him locked up. He wasn't listening. I told you, but I love you, son. Amen, because I promise I'm going to get right back in a minute. Amen, over there in Adam and Eve's story. I think about this. I say I thought of it maybe a month ago, Lord, in you know, one of our mobile missions. Amen, I was just thinking about, you know, the old devil, he thought he had Adam and Eve. So I want you to understand, he don't understand redemption. He don't understand mercy. He don't understand grace. He don't understand any of those things. He don't understand. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians, if he have knew, he wouldn't have crucified the Lord. <laughs> so he don't know. And it's kind of interesting. Last week, Sister Cindy taught in Sunday school class, and one thing she said is he has no original thought. He does not have a thought. All he can do is react. Now, Brother Rafe don't know that because he wasn't here for Sunday school last Sunday. 
But Friday night, Brother Rafe in, in men's meeting said the devil has no original thought. All he can do is react to what he sees. He don't understand the ways of God. So I'm thinking in the Garden of Eden, you got Adam and Eve. Whoo, I got them. <laughs> Look what I did with God's creation. Don't you know he's walking, strutting? Kind of like this, because that's what the devil does. He's full of pride. Yeah, come on down here, God. <laughs> come on down here, God. Look what I've done with your creation. Come look at your Adam and your Eve right now. Oh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, and you're cursed, devil. But Adam and Eve, I got redemption for you. I got redemption for you. Oh, the devil didn't see that coming. <laughs> he didn't see that coming. Boy, it's this morning. He's got his finger in somebody's face. And he's telling them, look at what I've done to you. Oh, I got a word for you. God's got redemption for you this morning. Everybody stand. Amen. And let's worship the Lord this morning. If you're bound up, amen. If you're struggling, if you feel like the devil's had the best of you, I want you to know there's redemption, amen, in the house. Amen this morning. He wants to set you free. He don't want you to get a little bit wet. He don't want you to feel a little bit of liberty. He don't want you to feel a little bit of freedom. He wants you set free. Amen, because I've been redeemed. I'm not here the devil got a lie for you. I've been redeemed. Amen, nothing will come against the blood of Jesus. Nothing, amen, washes it away. Nothing, amen, takes it away. It's the blood of Jesus. Amen, everybody worship. Amen, the Lord is...